At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yes, indeed, I am. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, and of course, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight is here. How you doing, Jeff? You good? We don't have your mic on, I don't think. The City Chiefs and the New go. York Giants at this rate. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. We have to. We, we have to discuss that game. By the way, Survivor. Yes, indeed. Survive another week with the Kansas City Chiefs. Barely. Coming up on the show, Mark Borchard on World Series game number six. We'll do that in a bit. Paul Spore from Fangraphs on World Series game number six. And the MVP race, which is probably as intriguing as the games themselves, if I can say that. Because I have no clue who's going to win the MVP at this point, and everybody's like at six or seven to one or longer. Nobody's a short shot. And then second hour today, a real treat. Um, we will spend time with Joe Pita, Joe Pita, who many of you know well. You know from different things in the sports betting space. One, he's a Wall Street guy by trade. Ended up writing the book Trading Bases, where he melded Wall Street and his love of baseball and betting the sport of baseball together in the book, Trading Bases. Uh, that while he was convalescing from a uh, horrible leg injury that he suffered, uh, getting hit by an ambulance in, uh, in New York City. And then from Trading Bases, he segued into really the definitive book on the Masters analytics, deep dive on that particular course because Augusta does not provide the analytics. But Joe went in himself and called the data and wrote the book, the Joe Peters uh, tour guide on the 2019 Masters, which obviously also has application today. And then in the whole process, well, he tried to run CG technology for a while. We'll get into the whole story. That didn't pan out. We'll review that story. And what he's doing today, hugely exciting, especially for those of you on the East Coast. So we'll talk to Joe Peter. By the way, he was on Kansas City last night, too. We sweated that out together. So we'll, we'll talk a little Survivor uh, with Joe as well. Oh, and his experience with the New York Mets. For you, Jeff. Just for you. Um, Pete Futak, college football, will do that as well. But let us start with that game last night. My goodness gracious. What did I say all, uh, all last week and yesterday? I had Kansas City and Survivor, a double-digit home favorite in a standalone game, and I was terrified. And every reason to be terrified manifested last night. I won't say there wasn't a moment I didn't feel more uncomfortable in all the survivor selections earlier this year because, remember, there was that Minnesota thing against Detroit where 
They were down a point with 37 seconds or less than a minute left in that game against uh, Detroit. Minnesota had to have heroics to win that. But as far as a whole game, I don't think I ever felt more uncomfortable than I did backing the Chiefs yesterday. First of all, the penalties. 12 penalties for the Chiefs for 103 yards. Hey, I know the Giants had 10 for 88, but 12 for 103. Anytime they they dropped back to pass, it seemed like they were getting a holding penalty. And, you know, you were screaming at the TV like, Andy Reid, just run the football. And they had success. They had success running the football. Williams and Gore, uh, the both of those guys, a four-yard per carry clip. Remember that, that first touchdown, or not the first touchdown, I believe it was the second touchdown drive for the Chiefs. It was really a run-heavy thing. But the Chiefs appear to be really impatient, not only in their play calling, but also in just Patrick Mahomes on the field, just always looking for big chunks. Just remember that game last year where Buffalo against Buffalo, where Buffalo just said, hey, we dare you to run it against them. And they did. And they won it quietly, convincingly. Well, apparently the Chiefs can't do that anymore. But the Giants' blueprint last night was, we're going to double Tyreek, we're going to double Travis Kelsey. You beat us. And the Chiefs had barely an answer. Barely an answer. But they got impatient themselves. They don't protect the football, man. Mahomes with a pick, again, a league-leading 11 interceptions for Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me, 10 interceptions for Patrick Mahomes. One ahead of the likes of Taylor Heineke, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. A league-leading 10 picks for Mahomes, and for the Chiefs, a league-leading 19 giveaways. 19 giveaways. By the way, tied with Jacksonville for the worst turnover difference in all of football at minus 11. Just, if it's not the penalties, it's the turnovers, it's the inability to matriculate the ball down the field. If the field is too long, they just can't do it without some kind of gaff or horrible error in terms of a, a turnover occurring. And yet, last night, I mean, good Lord, where do you begin? How about the end? And there's the little things also. How about the end of the first half? This is going to go unnoticed, but it's little things like this. The Giants are out of first, uh, are out of timeouts at the end of the first half, and the Chiefs have the football, and scores 14 to 10 at this point. And the Chiefs, instead of like you know on third down, running like a screen pass, which is likely to be completed, but perhaps not get a, the third and 15 that was required late in the first half. What that would have done was at least milk the clock down to so, so little time that the Giants wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Instead, Mahomes tries to air it out deep on a third and 15. Of course, it's incomplete. And then you just you run the risk of the Giants being able to do something with the football at the end of the first half, knowing also that the Giants get the ball back first in the second half. Now, the Giants couldn't do anything with it, but that's irrelevant to the point. The point is we know the Giants are inept. But how bad have the Chiefs gotten with all kinds of things? Turnovers, penalties, decision-making, like little things like that. Stupid end of the first half by both teams. I mean, again, the Giants, I have no idea what that was. Right, we're like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just take a knee here. But again, it was the Chiefs that gave them that situation to begin with for no particular reason. Uh, let's go to the second half, and let's just run down the end of this game. So the play that will perhaps get lost in history here is the defensive hold with 542 left in the game. The score is 17 to 17. Remember, this this followed a Travis Kelsey fumble, which which gave the Giants the ball and put the Giants ahead 17 to 14. Then the Chiefs struggled to get into field goal range. They finally get the field goal, game tying field goal at 17 apiece. But 542 left in the game. Giants have the ball. Traverius Ward holds Darius Slayton. And Lewis Riddick said it on the broadcast. He doesn't, he doesn't hold him there. That could be six for the Giants. The best defensive hold on a third down you're going to get. But that's going to get wiped away in history. So let's go to the Chiefs getting the ball back after that. Second and 20, 429 left in the game. Scores tied 17-17. The Giants jump off sides. You have Mahomes pinned. You have the Chiefs. And remember the Giants lost that game to Washington earlier this year on offsides on the field goal attempt? would prove to be the game-winning field goal attempt on the subsequent try. Well, here the offsides comes to rear its head again. It's ugly head again for the Giants. That makes it second and 15. And there's the Kelsey 15-yard catch compounded by the phantom face mask call. That wasn't a face mask. 
So a 30-yard pickup into plus territory for the Chiefs, and the entire game swung for everybody who had the Chiefs on the money line in parlays or whatever you had them in, or for those of us who had the Chiefs in Survivor. Forget about the spread. The Chiefs were never covering that. Three plays later, Hardman, a 24-yard pitch, which counts as a pass completion, that 24-yard play, which Hardman took down to the 9-yard line and a first and goal with 2.41 left, was the longest pass play for the Chiefs all night. The flip to Hardman. Casey, by the way, properly let the play clock go down on that play then with 2.41 left, first and goal at the 9, so that in case the Giants didn't use one of their last two timeouts, the clock would then go to, down to the 2-minute warning. The Giants obliged, didn't call one of their timeouts. Second and goal, two minutes left in the game. Shovel pass to Kelsey at the two-minute warning, which is so suboptimal at the time. Again, just sort of diving deep into the the ridiculous decision-making of these teams, even in victory, the Chiefs. That little pitch to that shovel pass to Kelsey, if that goes incomplete, You're bailing out the Giants from a win probability standpoint that simply doesn't justify the risk-reward. Luckily for the Chiefs, Kelsey catches it. He does get stopped, but the clock keeps moving, or it forces the Giants to use a timeout at that point. Now the Giants have no timeouts left. Third and goal, 17-17. Your worst-case scenario here is, okay, we just run the ball, clock keeps moving, we kick the field goal, Giants will get the ball back with little more than a minute left in in the game, down three. Mahomes goes back to pass, thankfully, for those of us who have the Chiefs again, takes the sack. Because if he throws that and it's incomplete, I'm going to lose my mind. Thankfully, he takes the sack. They kick the field goal. Chiefs win. But just think about all those different things, all those ridiculous things that the Chiefs did in this football game. And I will say this. We do guessing lines on Monday, Jeff. You, you know this for, for years now that we've – we used to not guess lines – on games that involve teams that hadn't yet played the Monday night game. For whatever reason, the last couple years, we've gotten into the habit of doing that. But this is why you can't do it, because before halftime on primetime action last night with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, this is during the second quarter. I was like, I know I guess the Chiefs as the favorite this morning, but there is nothing about this football team that should make them favorites against the Giants. And sure enough, the whole market felt the same way. This morning, the Packers are favorites against the Chiefs as opposed to the Chiefs having been, what, two-and-a-half openers or whatever they were, which is kind of what my guess was. I think I might have guessed three. But either way, by, by halftime, you knew there's no way this football team could be a favorite against the Packers. And by the way, the, the Mahomes sidearm crap, too, like that was wonderful and stuff. But if you, can't com- if you can't hit an open receiver in stride on a simpler play, I don't want to see the sidearm stuff anymore. How bad has this team become from all of those aspects? And I said this a couple weeks ago. Remember how we said about the, the Russell Wilson Legion of Boom years? How we look back on that, we can't believe they only won one Super Bowl? Said this a few weeks ago. We're going to look back at this Chiefs team the same way. Can't believe they only won one Super Bowl. But this team is so bad right now. Super Bowl? They better worry about the playoffs. And their schedule is brutality moving forward. Brutality. But for those of us who had them in Survivor, thank the good Lord. Here's what's even better. We never have to worry about being tempted to play them again. Jeff and I will talk about our NFL uh, entries. Teaser leg survivor for this coming week, week nine in the National Football League coming up. Let's talk some college football. Pete Futak next, the numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here. What? And it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the app today. The BetMGM app won't take you but a few seconds. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522-4700. Skill Alexander, uh, let's bring in a gentleman. Uh, to say that he and I agree on virtually nothing in football would be an understatement. Ladies and gentlemen from collegefootballnews.com, it's Pete Futak. How you doing, Peter? Florida State was not tanking that game for no, any not weird tanking. nefarious not tanking. purposes. Not they tanking. Were... Stop with the don't, – no, don't mischaracterize. Florida State down against Clemson. With, with less than two minutes left and only two timeouts, not three, two, they decide, you know what, we're going to punt. Pete, the best case scenario they can have there is to get the ball back with like less than 30 seconds left deep in their own territory. Guess what? That's exactly what happened. How do you win yeah, a football so game like that? What do you mean so well, it worked? Because, well, great. Well, because, I want to bash my head into the window. I can so, do that. That okay. worked by the you, same thing. Okay. I mean, what's uh, stupid? You can question the call, but fourth and 26 from deep in your own end was a little bit of a crazy call. But You, so have it, it's, to, you can get a flag. It's still – I understand it was fourth and not, 26, but what are you yeah. doing? Right. It still worked. They got the ball back. Oh, it, yeah, it, great. They got the, the ball the back multi, at the nine. A multi-million dollar head coach is not going to do that for a bet. It's, oh. I, I, not for I, a bet. It has nothing it. to do with a bet. Okay, now let's move on to the next one because my head's about to explode. You're always protecting the shield here. So here's the other one. I am not protecting it. First so, of all, stop that because, you're, because what you're saying is basically taking into account the entire sport of college football whenever there's a weird coaching decision. In this day of analytics where you do have weird things that happen, like you and I argued about the Miami I was gonna get to that next. thing at the I was, very end. I was going to get to that uh, next. But, so you do have some questionable calls. I just kind of think taking that extra leap is a little so much. I'm not ta- no one's coaches. taking an extra leap. You're making the extra leap. I'm just saying it's stupid. Like, forget anything else. It's That's just different. dumb. That's a different thing. By the way, That's of course, fun. it resulted in that ridiculous touchdown for Clemson, which put oh, the game over. Clemson's team total over. The spread. I mean, good God. What a, what a just an I, I absolute can't. debacle. I can't. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too soon. Too okay. soon. I'm the not other, there yet. The other thing, and I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but the other thing we disagree on, just to let people know how we disagree on everything, is Miami being down eight <laughs> in the in the NFL going for two and being down six, I, I tried to explain to you the analytical reasons why, and you're like, there's no chance that's right. So that's the other thing we disagree on. So we I did- didn't say there's no chance that's right. I just said, that, now I think that's a dumb move because no. I'm the believer that you keep a game alive. You keep your options open. And when you're done, and to go for two and to take that chance, if you miss, now they made it, but if they miss and they're down eight, then you leave yourself with no option but then to go for two to tie the game as opposed to just kicking the extra point. Then if you get the ball back and then you want to go for two in the win, you've got that option open to you then, and you don't have the game. You're playing the game out is basically what I'm saying. So I'm more of an extend the game guy. I'll just leave it at this. It's it's roughly a 45% chance to win the game if you go for two there. It's a 91% chance to tie and push overtime if you kick the extra point. Well, Let's not belabor this because we'll get the whole segment will be gone. Really quick on the twos, though, if you're going to be that person, Go for two every time. Now that I will buy. It's incorrect. The situational two, then it's just incorrect. go for two every time. Okay. Okay. 
Never mind, we're never going to agree. First college football playoff ranking tonight. As we always say, yeah. only the last one matters. So this is really... We a, agree. Yes, we agree on we that We agree. So this is a production. This is, this is to sell ads. Exercise. This is, this is just to get people worked up. But knowing that they do a very good job of this, let me ask you this. What would work you up tonight? Would it be Oregon being behind Ohio State? Would it be Cincinnati being ranked too low? What would get your goat tonight? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right, it's an exercise. But the, the thing about this, and again, like you kind of alluded to, the only thing that matters is the last one. Because whatever happens from here until they, the, the last rankings, at the very end of this whole thing, all they care about is did you win your Power 5 conference championship and did you do it going undefeated or with one loss? Then everything else, like they could put Cincinnati at two this week and then at the very and keep them there the whole time at the very end, yoink. You know, and just say, hey, this team won their – Oklahoma won their Power 5 conference, Michigan State won, and on and on and on, and knock them out. What would really kind of get me like this is, like you said, procedural things. I have a hard time buying the idea. I know they lost to Stanford, but you're right. You can't really put Oregon behind Ohio State right now because if you're giving into Ohio State, you're saying that all those big blowout wins against bad teams, you, they're liking that, and they're giving a little bit too much credit to Penn State. There's a couple other ones where I'm kind of curious to see if, they, if they're really on their game. One of them being Fresno State, where if you really do a deep dive into Fresno State and look where they, you know, the game that they lost at Hawaii when, every, when Jay Kaner was hurt, it ended at 5 in the morning Eastern time, and it, it was a loss at Hawaii, to be sure. But they did beat UCLA. Uh, they were the only team to beat uh, uh, San Diego State. And for the college football playoff committee, what they care, how they roll, they love the big giant wins. They love that you're the team that beat the team that now has one loss because of you, and that's one of them. So Fresno State, see where they're ranked. That's a little bit of an indicator of where they are. But I'm not going to get into a too big of a twist, but you say that, but I say that. But if Cincinnati's in the top four, it's like, come on, guys, look at the schedule. The only reason I think that they would put Cincinnati really high is because they're going to be in love with Notre Dame, and they can't put Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati. So this, these these debates, by the way, are only going to ramp up between now and the final uh, college football playoff rankings some five weeks from now. Um, but I just want to say this because I said this to Ian Felica. I'm on a three-way thread with those two guys all the time, uh, 24-7. And, and I said, you know, I texted this the other day, which is we're always having two different discussions, right? It's the who by what happened on the field deserves to be in, and then there's discussion of who are the four actual best teams. And until we are determining what we're talking about, then we're all going to talk at each other in this thing, right? Am I right it about stinks. that? It stinks. It's, it's, it's bad. And it's, this is the flaw in the sport, is it should not be up to the panel of judges. Because, look, we know who kind of the four best teams are. At least we know who the two best teams are. Right now, Alabama is one of the two best teams in college football. Do they deserve to be number two? Not really, but they're one of the two best teams. But that's my that's my opinion. Right. You know, you can go with the facts. <laughs> so the thing that stinks about this is that you can't play. It's the, like I'm going to rip on Cincinnati for the next five weeks because they have one great win and then a whole lot of nothing else. I kind of equate it to if you're having a candy eating contest and everyone has to eat like one big giant Snickers. But Cincinnati gets a bunch of you know, dum dums and mini Kit Kats, and everyone else gets the big candy bars that they still have to go. They, it's a tough way to, they have a whole lot of easy nothing outside of that Notre Dame win. However, it should, they should be able to play their way in. And unfortunately, in this system, you can't do that. Pete, I'm impressed by the traffic on the road behind you over your left shoulder. Very, very Pretty crazy. Today, traffic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah okay. It's, it's a big day. North Carolina Wake Forest this week. Let's get to this week's games. Wake Forest, undefeated. Uh, is this where it ends for them? It's going to end soon. It, it, you know, hell's coming to breakfast with the rest of their schedule because three of their last four games are on the road. They're just that good, though. But this is going to be the week of the kind of the underloving the uh, some of the undefeateds with Michigan State only giving away two and a half to Purdue. Wake Forest is an underdog here. I still like Wake Forest. They are that good. They are an airtight team. They don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They don't have penalty issues. And that offense is just that good with an experienced guy running in Sam Hartman. I think that they pull this off, and the two and a half is a little bit disrespectful. I'm, I, I don't, the points that really matter when it's just that few in college football. But you're giving me at points and Wake Forest. I'll, ta- I'll take that one. Will you take Purdue to, to win it outright against Michigan State? 
as as I as I was, you know what you you on the list of people I disagree with is you're like ninth on the people who <laughs> see you're at least you're at least sane and rational. Thank my you. Mich- my irrational uh, uh, Michigan State friend who was hollering at me all day yesterday because he hates Jim Harbaugh more than anybody on the planet uh, keeps telling Michigan State's all that great. But as I was saying, this is the game to watch out for because Purdue's got a defense. Their offense is eh, but that defense is just good enough. If it's hard to buy into Michigan State too much because Michigan's their only great win, but I think the Spartans pulled this off. The one game that they cannot lose, you want to have your head explode, try getting into the Big Ten three-way tiebreakers when it comes to Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. They can lose this game. They can't lose to Ohio State. All right, I need five-second answers to this. Rapid fire. Okay, Go. your favorite play this week is? Uh, it is going against me on anything on Tuesday night, Mac, because I'm awful at Mac Tuesday nights. I'm a man who knows his thing, who knows his limitations. So I'm picking Ohio to win outright. Go the other way on that one uh, and take Miami <laughs> University. Okay. And then uh, Kenneth Walker's performance against uh, Michigan. Listen, we, we always talk about these great performances, but this was scintillating. Five touchdowns against a great defense or what we thought to be a great defense. He's not the Heisman favorite, right? He's still not. He's the third short shot. Should he be, and is Kenny Pickett's done his Heisman campaign? Yeah, yeah Pickett's done. Matt Corral's done. I mean, it's so basically you're talking, it's right now to me, it's still Caleb Williams. You want to talk about signature uh, playmakers of the year, big performances. To me, it's still Caleb Williams. Kenneth Walker's going to get his shot. If he rocks against Ohio State, he probably wins this thing. We're still waiting for Bryce Young's one signature moment that says, I am the Heisman guy that might come against Georgia in the SEC championship game. So we'll have to wait until then. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, still the the short shots, if I'm not mistaken, in this battle. So that's the story with the Heisman. Pete, I love you, man. Love having you. I appreciate it. Hey, Doug. Yo, yo, good night. Pete Futak, everybody, at Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K, collegefootballnews.com. This is where he plies his trade. We'll come back. Mark Borchard, baseball, World Series, next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here for only $99. You can get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every point, or every sport rather, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. How about that? College Hoops around the corner. You ready for College Hoops, Jeffrey? Me neither. No, not you answered it for me. <laughs> this is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. The NFL trade deadline is today. We went a half an hour, didn't even mention that. Uh, yesterday, obviously, right after we were off the air, the Rams in full go-for-it mode trade for the Broncos' Vaughn Miller, giving up a second and third round pick in this upcoming NFL draft next year. Uh, they're going for it, man, and good for them. Good on them for going for it. You're close to a Super Bowl. You could taste it. Might as well um, hit a, try to hit a home run, and they, and they do make the big trade yesterday for Vaughn Miller. We don't believe we're getting anything on the Deshaun Watson front today. We, of course, will monitor in case something changes on that. But you do have a trade this morning here, Jeff. Yes, uh, the Steelers trading Melvin Ingram to the Kansas City Chiefs, which I read as... The Pittsburgh Steelers think Melvin Ingram is completely finished. <laughs> it's possible. Melvin Ingram also does not play wide receiver. It should be pointed out. Play linebacker. Listen, they need help all around. So, all right, Chiefs make a trade. Get Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. And I don't think you're wrong, by the way. Don't think you're wrong about that, uh, about your assessment of it. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh, Mark Portrait standing by to talk uh, baseball with us. Uh, this is from Josh, the real Josh05. Has the Eric Bieniemy? Finally, come and never understood the hype and reform assistance have sucked as head coaches. This is from Tom F. T for three. Last night, my 11 year old football obsessed son was in bed, supposed to be asleep, apparently watching on his phone. That's my kind of kid. That's how I was. Came running down at the end and said, At least you don't have to worry about the Chiefs and Survivor again. Yeah, man. That's exactly my takeaway. And I, f- I have felt that way about every, besides the first couple weeks, every team I've played, I'm like, woo, don't have to worry about the Panthers again. Don't have to worry about the Bengals again. Don't have to worry about the Vikings again. It's every one of these teams. Uh, Podiatron. Gil, did you have money on the Clemson game? Sounds like it, based on the discussion, in quotes, with Pete. <laughs> he didn't like that. I did not have any money on it. I, I was just talking about just the decision-making. And here behind the glass got uncomfortable. Was it got antagonistic. I didn't think so. Oh, Logic 3227. 
Did they announce the NL MVP finalist last night? Glad you asked. So I missed something in the fine print because I was saying, hey, they're going to announce the, uh, the three finalists of both the NL and AL Major Baseball Awards yesterday, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, and MVPs. Well, because the Astros won and extended the World Series, they have pushed back all of the award announcements one week. So they're going to let the World Series finish now, whether it's tonight or tomorrow night, and then they're going to do the finalists next Monday, this coming Monday, November 8th, and everything else in terms of the announcements of the actual winners gets pushed back uh, a week. So November 8th, a, a week from yesterday, all of the finalists will be announced on MLB Network, and then it will be a slow rollout of who actually won, the latest of which will be 10 days after that, November 18th, for MVP. So a, a finalist November 8th, all the way up to MVP on November 18th. Yeah, that's what the Astros did by extending the uh, series. Uh, okay, and then uh, one more here. Do, 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 do. Okay, there's a lot more tweets. I'll uh, save these for later. Um, let's talk some baseball. Actually, before we do that, can we do the Heisman thing real quick before we get to Mark Borchardt, who's waiting patiently? But the Heisman Trophy Awards, we just wanted to clarify this. This is at BetMGM. Bryce Young, plus 190. Matt Corral remains in the number two position at plus 275. Then C.J. Stroud at plus 450. The aforementioned Kenneth Walker the third at 5-1. to one. What a game against Michigan. And there's Caleb Williams at plus 850. We also should mention that Kenny Pickett, not listed, is at 11-1. to 11-1 to one on this uh, board as well. Um, who would you bet here, Jeff? Walker. Yeah. I even, though so the wa- even though the number is very, is, is way short uh, from obviously what it was just a week ago. But look, if Michigan State keeps winning, it's going to be because he's playing at a ridiculously high level, Gil. What if they lose to Purdue? Then he's probably done. Okay, there you go. For that, for more of that insight, tune in next segment when Jeff and I talk about our NFL entries. Uh, Let's have uh, look forward to that, by the way. But let's talk some baseball from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert at Basewinter, Basewinter.com, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, it goes by Mark Borchard. In addition to that, it's Basewinter, the Basewinter podcast. It's Mark Borchard. How you doing, Mark? Oh, you know, that whole intro is great, but it reminds me of the time when you introduced me to Marco at Salt River Fields, and you're like, this is my good friend, Bass Winner. And I thought, you know, Gil doesn't even know my name. He just goes, <laughs> I just go as Bass Winner to him. It wasn't your uh, given name. Your mom didn't say it. We'll call him Bass Winner. Uh, let me, I don't even know how that came about, but yeah. I love it. I like the name. Let me, let me ask you this. So the Astros get off the schneid. They're, they're down. I mean, they're, they give up a grand slam early in game number five. And at that point, the people in Atlanta are like, hey, we're having a party tonight. We're about to win the World Series in five games. Not against this Astros team, man. The offense found its stride just in the nick of time. And you're like, oh, that's right. That's how good this offense can be. Uh, Dusty Baker moved Alex Bregman back to the seven hole, shifted it around a little. Bregman's great, but he hasn't been great as as hot as the other hitters. He played a hunch. It worked out. Um and right now we have a three-team series back in Houston tonight. The Ashes are minus 125 favorites tonight's game. The Braves plus 115 coming back on the timeline. Do you have a play in this game? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Braves here. But just before I get into the play, I just want to kind of go over like some, some strange things that happened uh, over the weekend. And the first thing to me was the Braves win where Anderson was pitching a no-hitter when they pulled him. But check this out. He had a 5.89 base winner ERA in that game, a 6% swinging strike rate. So his his expected <laughs> oh his expected K minus BB was negative. Put him 4,600 in, in, uh, of 4,800 4, starts. So it was just really bizarre when I was running those numbers today. And then, you know, game four, you look at the uh, – the base winner ERA for the Astros, it was 3.17. For the Braves, it was 5.37. Almost a game that the Braves really didn't deserve to win, but they did. And then game five, of course, the Astros win. So, uh, you know, that very easily could have could have turned out differently uh, in, in Atlanta. But, uh, you know, the way it, set, it sets up right now for the Braves, maybe it's their year. Maybe those, those strange things are happening. Uh, for a reason, I think Max Fried has been tremendous since the All Star break. Yeah. If you look, yeah, I mean, if you, he's at 18 starts since the All Star break. His base winner ERA is 3.03, and then his, uh, or, I'm sorry, three, 3.03 since, uh, since the All Star break, but 3.19 base winner ERA uh, in October. He's had a, a 13.6 swinging strike percentage and a, a 4% expected walk rate in October. 
Oh, he's been really good. And I think that, you know, Gil, and maybe you can, you, you know, you can echo this, but I think that last start, he kind of got dinged a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. With, with like ground ball, you look at his swinging strike percentage in that game, 16.3 uh, ex- expected walk rate, uh, 0.5 base winner ERA 2.79. So uh, I think this is an opportunity where maybe people are thinking, well, he lost, the, you know, when, when he was in Houston, he lost that game. But I, I thought his, his advanced numbers were really good in that game. And, uh, you know, for those reasons, I really like uh, Atlanta here at, at plus 116. I'm going to do it for the full game. Again, I think these bullpens are pretty even. Uh, Houston's bullpen has been dynamite the whole the uh, the uh, the whole offseason, the whole postseason. They've got a, a 3.67 base winner ERA, and Atlanta has a 3.98. I had Atlanta with an edge going in based on you know their body of work over the regular season and, and what they really did over the last two months of the season compared to the Houston bullpen. So I kind of have the bullpens even. I think this is an opportunity to get a really good pitcher at an, at an underdog price. I don't hate it. And you're right. I mean, Max Freed in game two that fateful four-run second inning, it was five singles, including one infield single, um, none of which were hit particularly hard, a wild pitch and a horrific throwing error from Eddie Rosario in center field throwing uh, somewhere around third base. So, I mean, it really was a weird set of circumstances. So, Borchard on the Braves tonight to close it out at plus 115 price. Um, let me just ask you about this. Freed against Garcia tonight in terms of the starters. Uh, John Smoltz made a great point. The way that baseball is is managed now also, you know, it's about who strikes first because the, the trigger finger now with, with getting out your starters is so much different than it used to be, right? It really, baseball has come down, especially in the postseason, to a game. Who strikes first? If, if one of these teams goes ahead early, it completely changes the thinking of the manager in a way that we weren't used to even three, four years ago. It's just how, you know, how different the game is now. Last thing before you go, because we only have 30 seconds here. MVP, like who, who is possibly the favorite here? Oh, this is a crapshoot right now. I mean, Freddie Freeman could get it, and, and I liked him before game three, but I think if you had to give it today, what would you do? I'd give it to Solaire. I mean, assuming they win, but what if what if the uh, what if the Astros win? Who do you give it to? Maybe Altuve. It's it's really wide open. Wide so open. I think it's so I think it's kind of exciting because you know if if Freeman does really well tonight and the Braves win, he could get it. Uh, if if really one of three or four guys do good for the Braves or the Astros in the next two games, they could get it. So right now it's wide open, Gil. Yeah, Jason Weingarten with a thirty-five to one call on Soler before the series. He's dying with every pitch. Like that's beautiful. He, he's got to be the front runner right now. He hopes so. But you're right. Freddie Freeman feels like the guy they want to give it to. So we'll see. Mark, enjoy tonight's game, man. Enjoy. Will do, Gil. Thanks. Mark Borchard at Basewinner. Basewinner.com, the Basewinner podcast. Coming back, Jeff and I on the NFL next. Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on the World Series. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a home run in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Regardless of your bet's outcome, just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy the World Series like never before with BetMGM's live betting options and boosted odds at your fingertips for every game. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if a home run is hit in the World Series game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeffrey Parlay, producer number five and producer number eight is here as well. Um, first of all, coming up, Paul Spore on the World Series. Game six tonight and the MVP market as well. And uh, we have Joe Pita in next hour. And for those who uh, missed it earlier, Joe is here to talk to us about a huge, perhaps game-changing, potentially game-changing development in sports betting. You will not want to miss it, especially you folks on the East Coast. Looking forward to that. And we'll talk a little Survivor, too, because Joe, Joe and I... We were in, in this studio last night watching Kansas City. We both had Kansas City and Survivor dying with every play. Good Lord. Jeff, uh, you have some analytics on the Melvin Ingram trade that might be interesting to some. Do, and uh, I, have to, I have to pull it back up because we know how the Twitter screen lo- works uh, very well here, Gail. But for, for those who missed it, Kansas City traded for Melvin Ingram. From do have Steelers. it here from Seth Walder, who is one of your favorites, Gail. Been a guest on this show many times. Uh, pass rush win rate at edge. So basically, how much does a guy win against the offensive lineman rushing on the edge? T.J. Watt is second in the NFL right now at 28%. Alex Highsmith, the other defensive end on the Steelers, 23%. That's good for ninth. Melvin Ingram is at 8%. There you go. Which would be 55th if he qualified. So not only, as you said perfectly during the break, Gil, not only do the Steelers think Melvin Ingram is done, analytics think Melvin Ingram is done. Huh. Well, there you go. Chiefs make a move. NFL trade deadline today, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll see if anything uh, bigger than yesterday's Vaughn Miller trade. Uh, happens, but uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep an eye on it during the show today. That's for sure as well. All right, so now that week eight is in the books, Jeff, you and uh, Wes Reynolds is your stealth alliance in the uh, Circumillion contest. Weekend Warriors, how'd you guys do last week? Three and two, nice. And let's just say variance was not on our side. If it was, it probably would have been five and zero. Oh. What'd you lose on? We lost with Indy. And yeah, you didn't deserve that one. Eh, look, we're up 14 nothing in the game. You didn't deserve it. Up 14 nothing. <laughs> the you, Colts. You, you, you could win that game. Okay, you could. Yeah. And Minnesota. Oh, you didn't deserve that. Well, I agree with you in the end because the fact that Minnesota let Cooper Rush oh. and company hang around, they got everything they deserved they were there. But one of 13 on third down. Uh, it was so bad. The whole thing was so bad. But in the end, uh, the Giants, in all honesty, last night really. Not much of a sweat other than the fact hopefully Daniel Jones doesn't create a pick six the other way on the last drive. There was also, there was a play in there, do you recall, where he was like a a hair away from being blindside sacked from behind him. He just gets it off in time, and then the DB slips could have been a pick six. And end up being a 15-yard play the other way. (laughs) That's when, by the way, as a Chief Survivor player, you're like, we're going to lose because of a play like that. Anyway, good for you guys going three and two. I believe I went three and two as well, but the primetime action entry went two and three. Consensus went one and four this week. Oh yeah, the top four were all losers. Yeah, yeah the, the the four again in order of the four most picked plays this past weekend in circa million three were in order Minnesota, Cincinnati, Detroit, and Indianapolis. So there you go. Um okay, so this week we're talking to guessing lines yesterday. 
the last two weeks, I didn't like much at all. And this week, scary. In a scary way, I like too many. So, I do think the Jets are getting too many points on Thursday night, but I'm not racing to the window to bet them. Getting 10 and a half Thursday night at Indianapolis. I, do th- I don't think the Colts should be favored by 10 and a half over anybody. There's a lot of Colts love out there. I don't share it. But I'm not racing to bet the Jets. Um, the, other, the other couple that I thought were a little out of whack yesterday, Atlanta might just be really, really bad. New Orleans feels right, though, now at six, but it would be New Orleans or nothing. Las Vegas is three, three and a half at the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. I certainly don't want to take the Giants. I'm not racing to bet Las Vegas. Baltimore at five and a half against Minnesota. Minnesota's terrifying because you don't know what you get from them on a given weekend. Are they bad Minnesota or are they flashes of good Minnesota? But that's also Baltimore or nothing to me. I wouldn't race to bet it, though. Here's, here's what I do like. If it's Dak, I think I like Dallas laying all of those points against Denver. Like, give me, give me the cat. The Cowboys to me, well, now it's 10. It was nine and a half yesterday when we, were, when we were talking about guessing lines. That would, at nine and a half, that would certainly be a play on the Cowboys. If it's Dak, we don't know. We assume. And if it's, if it's Davis Mills and not Terod Taylor, I think I like Miami. Believe it or not, the one in seven Dolphins. Like, way too many favorites. Does the Chargers at Philadelphia smell like a rat to you? Like, Chargers favored by two and a half. Just seems a little shaky to me. The The one that I think I like the most is, but now this is moved too, right? Because the Rams are above seven. So yesterday I liked a whole bunch, and now they've all moved a tick towards what I was talking about. Because if the Rams are, what, seven and a half now? If they're getting the hook to, then I don't like them either. So this has gone from liking a lot yesterday to everything that I liked coming my way just enough for it all to be shaky. What about you? What do you like? The, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Yesterday, there were a few that were that again the char the Charger one two and a half. I know the Chargers haven't played well back to back games now, but the Eagles still are bad. And against every reasonable team except for Carolina, the Eagles have looked terrible against but so far. I, just, this year. I want a, a little pushback on the Eagles though, like because I know everybody has raced to say that they're bad, but I don't know that they're in the bad group of teams. Like they're just pesky enough. To, to worry you. I Look, if the Chargers can't go on the road and beat Philadelphia by three points, then you and I completely misread what this team's going to be. Oh, no doubt. So uh, I'm going to go with all the initial thoughts on the Chargers, and, and, and that's good. And I like Cincinnati at laying only two and a half against that totally banged-up Cleveland team. The problem with that is you have to look at an injury report every week before you can even make a – that's the thing. So the Browns-Bengals, with the Browns, you have to wait for the full injury report before you ever bet a Browns game. With Dallas, you don't know if it's Dak or Cooper Rush. With Houston, you don't know if it's Davis Mills or Terod Taylor. With Arizona-San Francisco, you don't know if Kyler Murray's playing or not, right? Is he out or is he, is he playing? There are so many of these games like that, you know – where you can't rush to make any bet because you just don't have all the information. And I might be forgetting one or two. So New Orleans, are we getting Taysom Hill or are we not? Does that matter to you if we are or not? Um, Carolina looks like we're getting P.J. Walker. Which appropriately moved the spread towards New England. Now, what about teaser legs here? <laughs> what do we have? Do we have any traditional Wong teaser legs? Cleveland. You can tease Cleveland up through the three and the seven facing Cincinnati. Um, and you have the San Francisco 49ers. You could tease them up through the three and the seven. Home Wong teaser leg. Rams look like the greatest teaser leg of all time, teasing them down. Wong through the seven and the three at home against Tennessee. That seems like the most natural of all teaser legs, the Rams teaser leg. What could go wrong on a Sunday night against the Derrick Henry-less Tennessee Titans? And by the way, with Derrick Henry, we also don't know, is it six to eight weeks? Is it just a regular season thing? Is it through the postseason? 
some conflicting reports on that. Yeah, it depends on which network you've been looking yeah. at. Because uh, Schefter has been saying, oh, it's probably going to knock him out for the whole year. You saw the 6-10 to 10 for me and Rappaport yesterday. And that is a ginormous difference, obviously, in trying to handicap the Titans are worth a bet in the futures market at this point, Gil. At least for this week, I agree with you. Tease the Rams down to one and a half. And I would probably, if you're looking at the three potential Wong legs, at, uh, which which are, like you said, San Francisco up to eight and a half, Cleveland up to eight and a half, and the Eagles up to eight and a half. Oh, them too, are yes. To, are to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably look to San Francisco because, again, San Francisco very easily could have won that game in Arizona playing the wing T offense. And the Rams down. That's also a long teaser yep. leg. Okay. And then Survivor, which we'll talk to Joe Pita about later. I mean, this is the first week where it's, it gets super splintered. Miami, Dallas, New Orleans, Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. There's like six different options. None of them great. I have This is the first week where I legit have no idea who I'm playing in Survivor. And it gets back to the notion that while you could have gridded it and mapped it out last year... Anybody who tells you they've mapped it out this year, they are straight lying. There's no way you can this year. We'll come back. Paul Spore on World Series. Joe Pita in the house. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.